Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Doing something on behalf of another. Have you ever done something for somebody else? Do you know what that feels like? Maybe your daughter called you and said, oh, mom, can you pick up the grandkids? I'm just not making it in time. Or maybe somebody had an urgent letter or package that needed to be posted and they requested you to send it to the post office. Or maybe you had to pick up some medicine for someone who just couldn't get out of the house anymore because of their sickness. Well, today I want to talk to you about doing something on behalf of another. I'm so very glad that in the Bible I see the opportunity, I see the possibility that we can do something on behalf of another. And this gives us such an opening to pray and to believe and to do something for those that are lost, for those that cannot help themselves anymore. If it was a gospel that we would have to say to people, well, you have to do it by yourself. You have to do everything by yourself. Many would never make it to eternity. Never would some be saved because they just couldn't make it by themselves. But hallelujah, we have the opportunity to go on behalf of someone else to the Lord Jesus himself, to the Father himself, and we can pray for them. We can make petitions known there on behalf of others and miracles will flow. I just want to go to a simple story that illustrates this so powerfully, but also gives us what we need that we can also do this on behalf of someone else. And let's be honest, maybe your own son, your daughter, or maybe your husband or your wife, your parents, or someone in the near vicinity of your family, or maybe a dear friend or a neighbor, They need you to step in on their behalf. And so many times we know we need to step in on behalf of someone else. But how? How can we do it? Well, the example is right here in John chapter 4. And let's read it together. The healing of the nobleman's son. Now, he was back in Cana, that's talking about Jesus, of Galilee, the place where he made the water into wine. Meanwhile, in Capernaum, there was a certain official from the king's court whose son was sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and asked that he would come down and heal his son, who was on the brink of death. Jesus put him off. Unless you people are dazzled by a miracle, you refuse to believe. But the court official wouldn't be put off. Come down, it's life or death for my son. And Jesus simply replied, go home, your son lives. The man believed the bare word Jesus spoke and headed home. On his way back, his servants intercepted him and announced, your son lives. He asked them, what time did he begin to get better? They said, the fever broke yesterday afternoon at one o'clock. The father knew that that was the very moment Jesus had said, your son lives. That clinched it. Oh, not only he, but his entire household believed. Oh, I like this story. I like the faith of this man. And I like the lessons that we read here. 
Oh, I want to encourage you, read these stories, all these stories in the Gospels, and they will help you with the miracle that you need. They will give you advice how you can receive it. They will give you what you need to go forward and to boldly go to the throne of God. This man, this noble man, he had a son and that son was sick on the brink of death. Well, I'm sure he tried everything he could to bring that son into health again. He must have brought a doctor in his house. He must have tried the medicines that they had at that time, but nothing helped. And somehow he had heard that Jesus, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, who turned water into wine. He was not so very far away. He was within reach. Oh, it was a journey, but he was within reach. And if he could just persuade Jesus to come to his house, to touch his son, his son would be made whole. Oh, he went on behalf of his son to Jesus. Oh, do you see the need of your son, your daughter? Maybe they're not sick at this moment, but they're out partying and they don't know anything about Christ. They never had him to come into their life and to change all things and they have never been born again. Are you moved with compassion, my dear friend, over your children, over your family, over your neighbors? And are you seeking a way that they might get saved, seeking a way that they will be delivered, seeking a way that they will find healing, inner healing, physical healing, and you're just wondering, oh, what can I do? What can I do? Well, you can go to Jesus on their behalf, just like this man. And this man, he went to Jesus. What did he want? He wanted Jesus to come to his house to heal the child. And he had no idea that the Lord Jesus Christ could work a miracle at a distance of 25 miles. Oh, my dear friend, maybe you are praying for Jesus to come to your house, but you have no idea that he can work that miracle right there where he is. Oh, he can do that miracle in that house of that neighbor, in that house of that friend that lives on the other side of the world. Oh, I like this. You can pray in one nation into the heavens where the Lord is sitting on his throne and it can touch a friend, a neighbor, somebody, maybe even sometimes someone you don't really even know so well, and it can touch them all the way on the other side of the world. There are no barriers. The word of the Lord can operate apart from his physical presence. This is something this noble man, he didn't understand that in the beginning. Oh, the only thing he had in his mind was, I need to get that man, Jesus, into my home. He needs to come. He needs to put his hand there. But the Lord can work miracles in many different ways. Oh, stop limiting Jesus to work within the patterns that you have set forth, the patterns wherein your faith is able to believe and to work. Oh, let your faith become grander. Start to believe that God is able to do far above what you can think, ask, or pray. Oh, when Jesus, he puts this man's faith on the test, but this man's faith, he did not let go because it went beyond his understanding. When Jesus said, oh, I'm not coming to your home. Oh, I can't come to your home. You want to see something. You want to see it. 
Oh, you want to see something. Oh, we always want to see something. We want to hear something. We want to feel something. But the Lord said, just go home. Your son is alive. And I see that this man, he believed that word. Oh, this is a very important point for you to go to the Lord on behalf of someone else. You need to believe the bare word of the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to pray and pray again. You need to hold on and you need to hold out. You need to cry on and you need to cry out. Never cease until the Lord of love grants you the answer of peace. Oh, my dear friend, even if the heavens stay silent, don't believe the Lord is not hearing your prayer. Don't believe that the Lord is not answering you on behalf of someone else. He is working. I like it what my father always told me. He said, John, the moment you say to that mountain, get up and be moved, the bulldozers of the Lord are already working on the other side of that mountain. You maybe not see them, you are maybe not hearing them, but they are working, John. Believe it. Oh, believe the word of the Lord. The Lord's words, oh, they are, they are powerful. And even if you cannot understand it, you need to believe in that word that Jesus has spoken. That's why you need to read his words. That's why you need to know his words. That's why you need to pray his words. That's why you need to proclaim his words. It's so important because that word of Jesus, it has power. Oh, read John, the first chapter, it's so beautifully as it speaks about the word of the Lord. So this man, this man, he believed the bare word of the Lord. The moment Jesus said, go home, your son lives, he rejoiced. He thought to himself, I have received, hallelujah. Yes, the Lord heard and answered it. He answered it in a different way, but he did answer it, hallelujah. And he went back rejoicing, believing, expecting to see his son alive and healthy and well. Oh, you also, my dear friend, you need to believe this word of the Lord, what he has spoken, all oh, that it is the truth, hallelujah, and what he has said, he will do it. Do you believe that word or do you believe the report about Jesus? What am I saying here? Well, this man went to Jesus believing the report that he had heard of Jesus. He had heard the miracles that Jesus had done, and he had heard how Jesus did those miracles. But now Jesus, when he met him, spoke that word, go home, your son lives, and now he did not just believe the report. He did not confine Jesus to the ways that he heard that Jesus had worked before, but he believed that word of Jesus Oh, my dear friend, I hope so that you're hearing this today, that you will take that word and put your trust on it as this man put his trust on this word that Jesus spoke to him. And he didn't go home depressed, as I said. He went home expecting joyfully. And when he met his servants and they said, your son is alive, he lives. He said, what time, what time? I'm anxious to know what time. And he knew it was the exact time that Jesus spoke, that his son jumped up 
and was healthy again. Well, let me close this story in this way because there's another great thing here. Oh, who really was impacted by this miracle? It was not only his son, but hallelujah. What we read in John 4 in the last part, it says, your son lives and he himself believed and his whole household got saved. Oh, hallelujah. His whole household believed and got saved. Oh, isn't this a mighty miracle? Well, let's quickly go to Matthew chapter 8 because there's another story there about someone coming to Jesus on behalf of someone else. It is the Roman centurion's servant. It says in the fifth verse of Matthew chapter 8, as Jesus entered the village of Capernaum, a Roman captain came up in a panic and said, Master, my servant is sick. He can't walk. He is in terrible pain. And Jesus said, I'll come and I'll heal him. <laughs> Isn't this the opposite of the story we just heard? In the one story, the man said, come. Jesus said, I'm not coming, but here's my word. Come on, take that word, believe that word, go with that word, and you have received it. Oh, but now the Lord says, I'm not speaking a word. I'm coming. Do you want me to come? I'll come and I'll heal him. Oh, you and me, wouldn't we just take him by the hand and rush on home to see that miracle that he would do? But the captain, he said, oh, no, oh, no. I don't want to put you to all that trouble. Just give the order and my servant will be fine. I'm a man who takes orders and gives orders. I tell one soldier, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. To my slave, do this, and he does it. Taken back, Jesus said, I have yet to come across this kind of simple trust in Israel and the very people who are supposed to know all about God and how he works. Oh, Jesus said, I, I haven't seen this faith among the people who should know how it works, how God works. But this man is the vanguard of many outsiders who will soon be coming from all directions, streaming in from the east pouring in from the West, sitting down at God's kingdom banquet alongside of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. And then those who grew up in faith but had no faith will find themselves out in the cold, outsiders to grace and wondering what happened. And then Jesus turned to the captain and said, go, what you believed could happen has happened. And at that moment, his servant became well. Well, I'm reading it out of the message translation. I just like the way he puts this story down. Well, what is it saying? It's talking about you and me, dear friend. Oh, even though maybe you don't have the Jewish lineage and you're not a son of Abram in that way, but yet we are a son, a daughter of Abram by faith. And Jesus said, those that believe by faith, they will sit at the banquet in heaven. I'm looking forward to that day, hallelujah. But hear this story about this centurion, about this, this captain. He understood what it meant to have power and authority, and he acknowledged Jesus to have all power and all authority. And it didn't matter if Jesus would be physically there. 
if Jesus would give the command, all that sickness would have to go. He says, I believe in the principle of authority. The person that has authority, he only has to speak. And whatever he says, that will happen. And I acknowledge Jesus. Oh, I acknowledge him of having power in heaven on earth and under the earth over demons and over sickness. Oh, my dear friend, I pray you have this same kind of faith and you believe in this principle of authority and you acknowledge Jesus standing above all that when he died on the cross, he took your sickness upon himself. Oh, he paid the price in full, not only for you, but also for your family, also for your neighbors, also for your friends. Hallelujah, Jesus. He reigned supremely over death, over Satan, over darkness, over hell, over every chain of the enemy. He has broken the works of the enemy. Hallelujah. And I believe it with all my heart and I proclaim it with my mouth. Isn't that what the Bible says? Believe with your heart, proclaim with your mouth, and you will be saved. And this was in that centurion's mouth. Oh, out of his mouth came the abundance of his heart. And he said, Lord, You don't even need to come to my home. Oh, Lord, I don't need to see it. I don't need to see some visible thing. How my faith is not based on what I see with my own eyes because my own eyes could deceive me. But I believe in you. I believe in your power, in your authority. Oh, so just speak the word, Lord. Oh, my dear friend, and you are hearing his word today. The word of the Lord is near to you right now. And you know, you're hearing it as I'm speaking that word, but that word is also in your mouth. That power is also in your mouth. You can speak life and you can speak death. Take that Bible open it up and start proclaiming that word over your children, over your family, over your husband, your wife, over your neighbors and say, Lord, oh, Father, I come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Father, I'm doing that right now. And I'm proclaiming the word of Jesus. Oh, he doesn't have to be here in that physical body because I know he is here in spirit. I know that his word stands through eternity and what he has spoken upon the cross when he said it is a accomplished. It is finished. So it is finished and accomplished for my listener today. So it is finished and accomplished for their children, their family, and all those that are near to them. Oh, Lord, and even those that are far from them. Oh, in the name of Jesus today, we proclaim life. Oh, that they will be saved, that they will be delivered, that they will be healed right now. Oh, I believe it with all my heart, Lord, that as we come to you on behalf of someone else and we ask you, oh, we plead with you, Father, save my children, save my grandchildren, save my family, 
Oh, Lord, I believe you are working. Oh, where I cannot see it. You're working deep in their heart. You're working in their life, even circumstances that I don't understand. You're working through those circumstances, using them to turn my children to you, to turn my loved ones to you, to turn my colleagues to you. Oh, Lord, I'm pleading with you that you will save them. The blood of Jesus was shed for them on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. Lord, your love is there manifested in your son, Jesus Christ. So, Father, oh, you will save them. You will pull them to you. You will drag them away from that sinful life, and you will bring them into your light, into your kingdom, into the kingdom of your beloved son. Lord, you will heal them. You will deliver them. You will do miracles. You will supply in all their need. Oh, Lord, we plead with you on behalf of someone else. And my dear friend, I just want to encourage you. Oh, I need to stop now and I need to close this moment that we have together. But that doesn't mean that you have to stop pleading with the Father on behalf of someone else. Oh, but don't plead in disbelief, in unbelief. Don't plead in doubt. Don't plead in a way that it works only within the confines of what you can believe, what you can expect, but know that he is all-powerful, almighty, all-present, all-wisdom, and he is able to do it. Hallelujah. Believe, oh, believe, and believe those words that Jesus has spoken, that your son, your daughter, your husband, your wife, they will live, hallelujah, and they will not die. Oh, let's believe it together, and let's give God the glory and the praise. So again, take courage and go boldly to the throne of God in faith, believing that what you pray on behalf of someone else, God will answer you, and that word, that answer, take it, and proclaim it, and have it as a banner. In Jesus' name, God bless you today. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 